Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. I've always poo-pooed the idea that Pope Francis or anyone in Rome is really paying that much attention to what traditional Catholic commentators on the internet are saying, especially ones from the United States. I mean, sure, we know that a certain bishop of the Archdiocese of the Internet is paying attention to us, and we know that Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church is as well. But the idea that the Roman Curia is paying attention always struck me as slightly absurd. I have doubts that anyone in Rome knows who I am, aside maybe from an Italian subscriber or two. But beyond that, I'd be surprised if anyone in Rome was keeping tabs on us. But maybe I'm wrong about that because Pope Francis gave an address recently that clearly was focused on traditional Catholic internet commentators, who he obviously doesn't like. So let's go over his admonition of us, or more accurately, his admonition to all of you, to not pay attention to us, because what he said is actually important for us to know. Francis gives a weekly address on all manner of things, in addition to his Sunday addresses, and they, you know, run the gamut from not noteworthy at all to, well, <laughs> the usual kinds of things we talk about around here. It is a papal tradition, one that I am surprised that he has kept running since he doesn't seem to like the traditional titles of the Pope, the trappings of the papacy, the papal apartments, or a lot of other parts of the papacy that all of his predecessors seemed okay with. And at this address, Francis had some choice words for traditional Catholic internet commentators, people with big audiences like Taylor Marshall, The Remnant, and, well, me, I guess. He never mentioned anyone by name, but, I mean, it's obvious. He uses St. Paul's letter to the Galatians as his frame of reference, and while teaching the letters of St. Paul is obviously part of the job of the Pope, this use of St. Paul is rather puzzling. Francis begins by talking about what St. Paul was addressing the Galatians about in their own time, and who the Galatians are thought to have been, and all the other things you teach if you are taking a deep dive into Pauline epistles. But then he pivots and goes after internet commentators, and I'll let you tell him for yourself. Now, I'll be quoting him extensively here, and you can read his comments for yourself, which I recommend you do, which I'll have in today's show notes at returntotradition.org. That's my sources site. That's the name of this channel with a podcast or podcast with a .org at the end. Skip past the Patreon pop-up if you want to, unless, of course, you want to become a patron, since there is no paywall for my sources. They're open to the public. But here is Francis in his own words. Quote, there is no shortage of preachers who, especially through the new means of communication, can disturb communities. They present themselves not primarily to announce the gospel of God, who loves man and Jesus, crucified and risen, but to insist as true keepers of the truth, what is the best way to be Christians, the Pope said, June, in, said this past June. And they strongly affirm that the only Christianity is the one they adhere to, often identified with certain forms of the past, and that the solution to the messes of today is to go back as to not lose the genuineness of the faith. Today, too, as then, there is a temptation to close oneself up in some of the certainties acquired in past traditions, Pope Francis said, that these new preachers can be recognized by their rigidity, which contrasts with preaching the gospel that makes us free, makes us joyful. The new preachers know neither meekness nor obedience, he said. The Pope began a new cycle of catechesis this week on St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, which he suggested seems written for our times. End quote. Do you see what he did there? It's obvious that he's talking about people like us. Now, it could be that he is referencing the Italian journalists I've spoken about before, men like Marco Tosati, who provides a fair amount of the leads I get that few in America are talking about, and Antonio Socci, the author of The Fourth Secret of Fatima and The Secret of Benedict XVI, two books that I recommend you read if you can find copies of them. 
but I kind of doubt that he's limiting his commentary to them, that he's including all of us in this as well, which is strange. We all have relatively small internet footprints in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> no offense or anything, but just look at Taylor Marshall's subscriber count and compare that to the typical YouTube cooking show, and it's a fraction of the size. And that's not a dig at Dr. Marshall at all. It's just more of a commentary on the fact that what we do isn't all that appealing to huge audiences, at least not yet. But as time progresses and the mess in the church that has persisted for decades gets more obvious under Francis, what we, what we do will reach bigger and bigger audiences, such is just the nature of things. Now, clearly, something about this has Francis rather annoyed. In some ways, I suspect that his words are directed towards those who say that Francis really isn't the Pope, that Benedict XVI is. Why? Because of something that he says here, quote, It is a very important letter. I would say decisive. Not only to get to know the Apostle better, but above all to consider some topics that he deals with in depth, showing the beauty of the Gospel, the Pope said. Paul addresses some very important themes for the faith, such as those of freedom, grace, and the Christian way of life, which are extremely current because they touch many aspects of the life of the Church of our day. This is a very current letter, he added. In particular, the Pope highlighted how St. Paul responds to a pastoral concern in his letter to the Galatians. Opponents of Paul had argued that he was not a true apostle and therefore had no authority to preach the gospel. Indeed, some Christians who had come from our elder brothers had infiltrated these churches and began to sow theories contrary to the apostles' teaching, even going so far as to denigrate him. They began with doctrine, no to this, yes to that, and then they denigrated the apostle, he said, and it is the usual method undermining the authority of the apostle. As we can see, it is the ancient practice to present oneself at times as the sole possessor of the truth, the pure in the aim, to aim at belittling the work of others, even with slander. Pope Francis said this is exactly the way the evil one seeks to divide Christian communities today. End quote. Ah yes, the evil one. Now, to be sure, he is right that the evil one's fingerprints are all over this era of modernism that we are in, and he is right that, to a degree, there is an influence of the evil one among traditional Catholics, for sin does abound in all sides of this argument and don't pretend otherwise. But traditional Catholicism isn't a force that comes from Satan, for Satan would not want the faith of our forebears to be preserved and taught in such a way that our forebears would recognize. Modernism is a defined heresy, formally defined by Pope St. Pius X, but something that he and his predecessors had been working against for a full century before that, if not longer. Modernism comes from the evil one, make no mistake about that. And in fighting diabolical errors, there's a certain danger to it. Francis is weirdly right in a slight way, because, of course, the first grave sin can creep into everything you do. We can take on too much authority in our work, developing a weirdly loyal and unquestioning following, and I've seen elements of that online, but to be sure, most of us would tell you to verify everything we say for ourselves, and to dig deeper and learn the faith so that you, too, can find yourself rigid against the errors of modernism. But, of course, in this statement of Francis's, I see not only a rejection of those who say that Benedict is the Pope still, but of all of us, because any questioning of anything he says is from the evil one. And he said that before in the past, and he's returned to that tired mantra. And in a weird way, given everything going on in the past couple of years, it's the surest sign that he thinks we're getting back to a familiar way of living. Whether that's true or not, I'll let you decide for yourself. And I'm going to end this with a quote from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. This comes from chapter 1, verse 6, and it applies to modernism today as well as to the errors that St. Paul was trying to correct. So, in that way, Francis is right that it is applicable to our time. He begins by referencing our Lord, which, when he makes references to him, quoting St. Paul. I wonder that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, unto another gospel, which is not another, only there are some that trouble you, and would twist the gospel of Christ. 
But though we or an angel from heaven preach a gospel to you besides that which we have preached to you, let him be anathema. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preached to you a gospel besides that which you have received, let him be anathema. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? If I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. End quote. Now that's from the uh, Dewey Rames translation of the uh, of of course the Bible. And to that, the Council Fathers of Vatican II attempted to open the windows of the Church to the world and let in some fresh air to make the teachings of the Church more relevant to the world today, and instead let in the fetid air that St. Paul warns about. So yes, Francis is right in one way. St. Paul's letter to the Galatians is relevant today, but then again, all of sacred scripture is relevant today and at all times. Now, what do you think of this? Is Francis right and we're all just being meanie-headed trads stuck in the past who need to stop holding fast to what we were taught, and instead should embrace the hot new message of dialogue, accompaniment, brotherhood, and secular love. Is Francis paying attention to us at all? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please, and like and subscribe and hit that bell if you haven't so you don't miss a thing. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.